everybody. Thanks for tuning in. This is Coach Jerry with Biohacking Truth, and we are doing another live edition of our Sovereign Mind, Body, and Soul podcast. If you're not familiar with this podcast, this is just something that I've been wanting to get out of my heart and soul and share with you some of the tricks and tips that I use to help people find their path to sovereignty or some refer to it as individuation, what have you. But we are we're here to just share the truth, guys, the truth around health, the truth around manage your own mental scape, manage your own innerscape and uh, choosing what state of being you want to be at. So life is like a menu. OK, we don't have to just hope the good things happen for us. We can create our future. Just tell God what you want, tell universe what you want and go get it right. Pray and move your feet, as the Quakers say. So come along with me for the ride. If you have any questions, please leave them in the comments below. I will be addressing them as we go and as they come in. So today, and today I'm going to cover more goal setting stuff as we, as we're theming through January here. So in the past month or so, we've covered a lot of topics in depth. We've covered motivation pretty well. We've covered purpose, core value, committing to a new state of being. And these are all very important when we look at making a, a change in our life or adopting a new reality, so to speak, when we want to start choosing different things off of our menu. These are the things that that we need to consider if we want our plan to be successful. So the reason why this is obviously something that I find is, is very important is because it's not that we don't want to change. It's not that we don't want to be a better person or a better version of us. We just get afraid of setting goals. We get afraid. Sorry, I'm working on my, on my mic technique here. We get afraid to set goals. Why? Because we're not really in tune to how how, to, how how the goal setting process works. Basically, we wait till we're in a situation where we feel fed up and then we get feeling fed up and we just want to feel different. And I mentioned that before in the past. And, you know, that's a catch 22. It's really good because it's it's good for inciting action, but it fizzles away quickly. Right. Because how long does it take to feel different? Um, like, you know, if you guys listen to me, the three day effect, three days of eating clean, and you're going to feel like a different person. So we get in this 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 cycle, this pattern, as we call it, in our goal setting. And we're not really in tune with everything that we need to be in tune with before we set the goals. We end up setting process goals. Process goals are wonderful. They're great. But so long as they are a process goal and they're not a process goal, if they're an end goal, what are we going to do after that? And I think that's a dilemma we face. And quite often we've, we reach that realization before we even attempt or before we even get a fair chance to accomplish. I'll use weight loss as a sick example. Someone's got to lose 50 pounds or they want to lose 50 pounds or that's a number they've decided. Maybe the doctors decided that for them. About halfway through, maybe they're down 20, 25 pounds, but things are hard. Habits haven't solidified like, like they thought they would. Maybe their social environment, their social circle has changed. Whatever it is that's getting in their way, that's when the doubt sets in. And then they start asking, what's this for? Why am I doing this? I haven't been able to do this before. So the doubt monsters start creeping in. But really, that person doesn't have a willpower issue. They might. They might. But that's not their root cause. That particular individual, that particular individual had a goal setting process, right? And we've talked about this at length when we've covered purpose, values, new state of being. But today we're going to cover the next thing, which is needs. So if we don't know what it is that we need, it's hard to know what we value. And if we don't know what we need and value, we can't very well determine what state of being that we would like to choose off of our menu. And if we're not in tune with why we're doing that, our big sense of purpose, our little sense of purpose, our momentary sense of purpose that's tied into our big sense of purpose. If we're not tied into that stuff, it's hard to commit to all the above, right? So today I'm going to cover needs. Needs, it's kind of like a big general thing, right? What are my needs? What do I need? You know, you can get as as detailed and succinct and specific with this as you want, or you can keep it pretty general. Follow your soul, more of an intuitive type. And based on what your personality is, is, is 
what you're what you're going to be most attracted to. So for today, I'm going to share the example of like a succinct, specific way to get down to your needs. I'll share some of the some of the activities that I utilize with my clients to help them source their needs. And uh, we have similar activities to help them source their values and their purpose as well. So if we don't understand what our needs are, it's, like I said, it's very difficult to source everything, right? And the thing is, is when we are embarking on a transformation, we are embarking on a change. We are being intuitively guided by our body's feedback, like that fourth dimension body of ours, right? Our, where's our soul? What is our soul doing? What is it that I truly desire? And quite often, people set goals because there's an unmet need. It's not just because of a health concern or they don't like what they see in the mirror. Now, the health concern or what they see in the mirror is a result of their choices, which is a result of could be nature, nurture, environmental, could be programming, could be habits, could be a combination of those, self-esteem. But inevitably, you stumble across unmet needs. And those unmet needs, they call out to us. Try going a day without water so you see how thirsty you are. And so we're using food as an example to satisfy a need for, let's say, romantic or the need to move our body or the need to learn something new. And you can see that that doesn't satiate the emotional body, the mental body, but that's what's hungry. And so just like in the physical body, when we satiate with non-satiating or when we eat with non-satiating foods, we create more hunger, more desire. That wasn't it. And this is what happens when we have unmet needs. And that's really what fulfillment kind of points to, right? How fulfilled are you? How fulfilled are your needs? And I also, at the end of this, I want to share with you something a little more on the, like the spiritual end of things, but I've had a really wicked week. If you guys have had a weird week, as far as like dreams, sleep patterns, realizations, maybe it's the opposite. Maybe your clarity is going down. But for me, it's been synchronicities have been just like crazy. And I've got two in particular that I've got to share with you because I just can't stop thinking about them. But we'll go back to needs. So here's an example of the needs inventory that I give with my clients. Now I'll go through this with you and I would like you along, if you would like, as I read these off, kind of go into your own internal world and see how fulfilled you might be right now. And if there's something that jumps out, maybe more than one thing that jumps out at you, ask yourself, is that an unmet need? And then what am I doing to compensate for it? And is that compensation leading to an undesirable situation in my life? And is that undesirable situation something that I'm looking to alleviate? So I'm, I'm inviting you to kind of source your own issue here. And this is kind of like little baby steps towards getting us integrated and individuated. If you're unfamiliar with the term individuation, that is a term coined by Dr. Carl Jung, depth psychologist. And in my opinion, it can be really like historically compared to the term enlightenment or the new age concept of Christ consciousness. This is different than the Christian concept of Jesus Christ, the man or God in the flesh. So we're talking more about the consciousness, the level of, of, of your vibration, I guess, or someone call it what density are you living in? So we're going to start off with with the list of needs here. And, and you guys just just kind of apply this to your own situation and see if this is something that, that might be a rabbit hole worth you going down. I haven't met anybody who hasn't benefited from going down this rabbit hole. Again, that's anecdote, but take that for what it's worth. You start off, physical health needs are. How much do you need? What kind? What kind of food do you need to fill you? fuel your life? How much water do you need? How much self-care, stretching, massage, et cetera, do you need? Now, this is for you. This isn't for, this isn't what the FDA says. This isn't what some scientific study says. This is for you. What do you need to fill your bowels? Scale of one to 10, my current level of fulfillment. Explain your reason for choosing this. Optimal and me time. Me time, mental, emotional time. I need. How much spiritual development time do I need to learn and practice? How much self-time do I need to feel? How much guidance do I need to stay on track? How much time do I need to be playful or engage in mindless activity to feel happy? Do I currently make time consciously to do things that make me happy rather than obligatory? Scale of 1 to 10, current level of fulfillment. Explain your reason for giving this number. Time needs. Where do you currently feel constricted, rushed, pressured? Where do you find yourself worrying? 
that X, fill in the blank, will not get done due to time constraints. On a level one to 10, current level fulfillment, explain your reason. Body rhythms, do I wake up at the same time every day? Do I go to bed at the same time every day? Are my meal times predictable? Bowel movements predictable? What time of day do I need to edit to feel my Do I make time to balance my autonomic nervous system through breath work, deep prayer, or meditation? Notice how I said deep prayer. I mentioned this before, but if you have a prayer ritual practice, dedication commitment, and you've never tried getting into a meditative state before going into this deep prayer, I highly recommend you do it. You're actually going to change your brainwave state. You're going to get out of upload mode and into upload mode. So think of upload mode. That's when we pray and we ask for answers. We ask for what we want. You know, we're in upload mode. Whereas if we go into a prayer or a meditation with a contemplative mindset, right? Maybe something that we want an answer to, we're not begging for an answer. We're just putting it out there. We're just putting it out there and waiting for the Akashic records, right? The fourth dimension to deliver an answer to us. Inability to get into these states, guys, it's, I mean, it's, think of it as a, as a, just a, you know, a bunch of rocks in your pocket that's weighing you down just a little bit, just a little bit. But if you can just hack this little dynamic and instead of going into prayer mode when you're in like alpha brain and you're like beat upload mode and you're thinking about 10 different things at once, like it might get, it might take you like your whole prayer time to get to a point to where you're ready to read anything that you're asking to receive purpose. We talked about this in the past. Feel my purpose in life for myself, my family, and my impact on the world is. And that's what we call the I we all. Are you sure what your purpose is? Is this your purpose or is this someone's purpose dedicated to you for that scale of one to 10? Please explain your answer. Spiritual philosophy is, you can think in terms of religion if you'd like. You can think in terms outside of religion if you'd like. You can think esoteric if you'd like, or you can stay away from the esoteric. This is all about what you need. And think about what, why your philosophy is important to you and how it impacts the way you show up for the world. Now, I'd recommend people, even if you have a dogmatic belief that you are completely cemented into, like, you know, for sure, you know, whether it be, you know, whether it be Christianity, Hinduism, Islam, whatever your belief system is, like any belief system, solidify it through investigation. Go in there. Where did I first believe that? Where did I, where did that first come across my field? What solidified that for me, right? Is, is what I'm going to dedicate my belief towards. Because if you're hanging on to any, if there's any doubt, right? It's that AC formula, right? AT in reverse, CBA, clarity, belief, and action. So we are asked to, in many religions, we are called upon to believe and we are called upon to follow and show faith. But if we don't have the clarity, it's really difficult to believe from your heart and your soul that fourth dimension, you, the one that's connected to creator, to source, space needs. How much space do you need? What areas? How much space do you need in your home? Work. How big is it you need? Are you working in a building, in a cubicle? Is that where you're comfortable? Are you working in a group environment where everybody gets to move around? Maybe you get to work outside. Maybe you get to work inside a little bit. Maybe you're currently in that situation. Would you rather have a cubicle? These are things that people don't really consider. It's almost like we have a mindset where it's like, I've, uh, I've signed over my, I've signed over my, um, Eight hours a day, five days a week, 10 hours a day, 12 hours a day, whatever, whatever your situation is. I sign that off to the employer and they reward me with a paycheck. So my time is theirs through that time. Now, while that that is true to an extent, you don't have to just take whatever comes along. So you can actually find out what would be an ideal environment for you to work in and be happy and find something that matches that. And because you know what your purposes are by now, you know what your values are by now. You've committed to a new state of being. So it just goes along with the plan, right? Finding a, a work environment or a home environment that is that is in line with you and, and makes makes your inner peace come about, then that's your menu, isn't it? You can go and pick that. What do you need for social time? And this will, all this stuff varies on personality type folks. All this varies. Some people need a lot of social time. Some people don't need very much. 
Some people need less because they're distracting themselves with social activity. Some people are replacing intimacy for social activities, right? Tinder, what kind of people will I accept in my social circle? Notice how that's worded. You have a choice. What kind of people would not be optimal as to my social circle? Scale of one to 10, explain your answer. How much sleep do I need? Scale of one to 10, choose your answer. When I need someone to talk to, I need someone who will. What kind of a listening style are you looking for? Scale of one to 10. Grounding needs. How much time do I spend in nature detaching from How often do I need to turn off my notifications and fast from tech and other distractions? Scale of one to 10, set your reasons for choosing your answer. So just a little thought exercise like this, guys, is something that can really benefit you in your goal setting process. Now you combine that with the work you've already done with figuring out what your purpose are, purpose is and what your values are. You've committed to a new state of, you figured out what needs are missing. Hopefully you've come up with a plan to get those needs fulfilled. Okay. So if you have someone that has a high level of fulfillment within their needs or a high level of awareness on how to fulfill those needs, ready, willing, and open to create a new state of being highly in touch with their values and is highly interested in staying in alignment, moving towards their purpose purpose for themselves, a purpose for their tribe, and a purpose for how they want to impact the world. Now, can you imagine having all that going on and then setting a goal compared to what we usually do, which is wait until we're set up, pick a goal that we've picked before, or pick a goal that we've wanted for a long time, tried a bunch of times, maybe we didn't accomplish. Maybe we accomplished it in the past, didn't hang on to it. Maybe it's a goal we just think we need to because that's what society wants. Society says, I need to lose weight. And then embarking on that and all the doubts come in. So you can see how that turn of dynamic changes everything, changes everything. So now we got that covered. We don't really need to go into that any more than that. Got all that covered. Now, the second thing I'm going to bring up is something I covered in the past before, but you can't say it too much. And that is, although we talked in the, at the beginning of the show about process goals and how we can't just set process goals as our end goal, because it's going to get us nowhere. Right? If I need to run a mile, I'm not going to set a process goal of running 100 meters without setting a secondary goal of running another 100 meters. And I'm going to do that 15 more times till I get to 1,600 meters. That's how you use process goals. We don't use them as the be-all, end-all, not knowing where we're headed. It's human nature, right? We're to seek opportunity and, and to recognize threats. And if we don't set goals very well, sometimes we see threats as opportunities, but that's a different episode. But if we're not very good at, and typically we're not, taking a look back and seeing what we have accomplished, what process goals we have knocked off. Right. So if your goals aren't written down, write them down. Because as you write them down, you can see what you have accomplished. Right. And write sub goals behind your goals. So if I have a goal of losing 50 pounds, I'm going to have a process of making good food choices. Right. And within that process goal of making good food choices, that's going to involve a level of structure that works best for me. Now, for some people, it's building a menu, using that menu to go shop for the week and just staying on track that way. But that would be a sub goal and process goal. And you could check all those off. And the more in touch you are with everything it takes for you to get there, the more you can look back and cross off your list as win. So if I miss one process goal because of an injury or what have you, or life situation, if I miss one process goal because of that, and I'm not aware with all the, about all the wins that I've put in place, I might not realize it's something as simple as me trying too hard because I'm not aware of where I am right now. And I think I'm somewhere else. Like, I think I'm not as far in the process as I should be, quote unquote, should. But then it's real easy for me to look at that one failure and be upset. But the more tuned you in, the more tuned in you are to those process goals and the big picture purpose, values, legacy, state of being, needs. The more tuned in you are to that, the more likely you are to be able to set your own menu. So instead of afraid of a break in the action, maybe you're going to set up a break in the action. Maybe you're going to take a week off on purpose of your gym routine or, or maybe you're going uh, to indulge for a week, holiday week, something like that. So that's how that all ties in. We got to be really good about recognizing where we're at in the process. We got to be good about being honest with ourselves with the feedback. We got to be we've got to be good about being forgiving to ourselves with a high level of self-conviction without condemnation. It's not easy to do. 
it's not easy to do. That's why being tied into those big picture things, those big legacy things are so important because there's nothing that can really put the fire out of your legacy. They're in a rainstorm that big, particularly if it's tied into something bigger than you. If it's tied into your soul beliefs, if it's tied into what you recognize as God. And if you don't believe in a God, then you know I'm not here to judge you on that and I'm not here to persuade you otherwise. But everybody's got a God. And so if you don't have a spiritual God, an ethereal God, a fourth dimension God, fifth, sixth, seventh dimension God, and what is it on your on this earth that is your God? And if you don't know, ask yourself what you can't live without that isn't a survival need. That's a good hint. And um, if that's the case, look into that. Look into that. Like I said, I'm not here to persuade your beliefs on one way or the other, but um, if you're making something of this world your God and you're making image earnings, um, even like virtuous things like doing X number of good things for other people. Um, if that's not coming from a place of like something bigger than you, then that's really just a personality thing, right? That's your personality seeking to get its psychological needs met because there's no bigger purpose tied into it really. Now, along those lines, before I, before I get into sharing my story, we can just say this, whatever, whatever, whatever spiritual belief you take on, whatever religious belief you take on, um, we can say this is true, that's true, this, that, and the other, but we're, at the end of the day, we're using third dimension words to explain an infinite dimension concept. We're taking finite things and explaining an infinite concept. So we end up arguing about the wrong things, in my opinion. Um, but no matter what you choose, this, this will always be true. We can always judge a tree by the fruit it produces. And if whatever you're doing isn't working, then look into that. Look into that. Say, maybe there's something about this about this particular belief system that isn't scratching the itch. Maybe it's my understanding of God. Maybe it's my understanding of Jesus. Maybe it's my understanding of the angels. Maybe it's my understanding of the universe. Maybe it's my understanding of enlightenment. But take a look at the fruit that your tree is producing and look into that because no one is harvesting that fruit but you and no one's planting that tree but you. And if someone else is planting your tree of God for you, your tree of life for you, ask yourself, is that really the way? Better what you, I mean, if you're, if it's Taoism, if it's Buddhism, if it's Christianity, it's all tied into the way, is it not? The Dharma, the, the way. And so if your way you've chosen, if you're not walking the path and you're creating undesirable life situations, um, then ask yourself, am I playing this tune the way it's supposed to be played? Am I living to the essence of this belief system? And that applies to any belief system you have. If you're following the words, if you're following the directives, if you're following the instructions, so to speak, are you living the essence of? And what is the whole endpoint goal of this particular belief system? Is it to get you to enlightenment? Is it to get you to Christ consciousness? Is it to get you to heaven? Is it to get you to nirvana? Is it to get you to where you don't have to be reincarnated again and live hell on earth? Is it to get you out of your own way? Whatever the essence is of your beliefs, are you living to it? Because we can judge a tree by the fruit it produces. So that being said, just a little backstory. Some of you guys know, some of you don't, but... Um, I'm 44 years old, and I lived 36, 37 years of my life as a as a pretty staunch atheist. Pretty much, um, like I'd get aggressive over it. Like I'd fight people, <laughs> not literally, but I would get in arguments over God. If someone even said that word, it would like trigger me. Um, and uh, much like a lot of you who I interact with here online, um, that changed about five, six years ago. And an event that we'll call a synchronicity, uh, I download uh, an ethereal code hit me. And um, ever since that day in October of 2016, I believe it was, um, I haven't been the same. And I've experienced these similar synchronicities since. But this last weekend was something that was like, wow. Now, whether you believe in, uh, you know, the way, the universe, God, whatever your belief is, I believe, in my opinion, that's like um, 
me coming up with a new name for the sun and expecting there to be two different suns. And then we argue how many suns there are, and but neither one of us can say what's exactly going on on the surface of the sun. And um, is this sun really round? I'd like, I mean, how do we get to the surface and measure it? Like all this stuff. And that's what we'd end up being arguing about. So you can't just come up with another name for the sun and, um, and have there be two suns. That's my take on it. And I'll just leave it. There. But I do believe that whatever this consciousness is that we call God works through us. Now we could say that is for divine karma or, uh, um, you know, uh, law of attraction, um, the earth getting itself to a higher dimension, whatever. I think it's all the same, in my opinion. But I believe it uses us, and the Christians would say, you know, God is channeling through you, right, to get his purpose accomplished for someone else, something to the like. But I had a couple of these events that I just have no other way of explaining. Um, they could be coincidence. I'm not gonna, I'm not going to rule that out by any means, but it's a head scratcher. So Friday, Friday, uh, as you guys know, I, you know, I create content and I coach people. And so a lot of times you just get, you're done, you're done with content. Like you don't want to make any more content. And that's where I was Friday. I was, I was done. I didn't want to make more content. I did a live for that week. I'd done some reels. I clipped up my live and, and, you know, I was done with content I coached a lot that week. Um, and so I posted my meme. That was my, that was my lazy boy out, right? I'm going to post a meme. That's my content. I'm driving, I'm heading to the gym and I get what I call a download. It just says, make a reel or make a video. It said, make a video. I'm not making a video. And these, this is really how conversations go in my head. I'm not making a video. I just, I don't want to, no, no, we already agreed to this. Like, right. Okay. Make a video like, on what? Motivation. Motivation for what? Just go silent. Just goes blank. Okay, fine. I'm on my own. So I pull out my phone and make a one minute motivational video. You guys can check it out on my Instagram or Facebook. And like, I think it's, I checked today. It's got like 200 views, 220 views. Like I literally made that video for nobody. So I get to the gym and I get on the treadmill. The guy next to me, I'm warming up. The guy next to me looks at my, looks at my phone. I'm listening to an audio book, audible book. And, and he says, I just finished that. Book. Oh, that's weird. I never even heard of this book until the night before a young client of mine recommended it. And he's a young man. And, and, you know, I, I appreciate his perspective on things. So I thought, well, it wasn't something I would ever picked out, but I was like, well, you know, new, new things listening to it. And he said, I just finished that book literally on the drive down here. And then we cracked a little joke because I was like, ah, yeah, I was making a reel on the way down here. Some One of us has got our head on straight. So I was making a reel on the way down there. We start talking and he's getting a divorce. That's horrible. So I start explaining how the false court works, right? Here I am. I go right into like, oh, maybe this guy needs some help. You know, I can get him in my office. We can sit down and have a talk. So I start explaining the false core. And I was like, you know, my false core is weakness, vulnerability, losing control of the situation, you know, da, da, da. And I'm explaining this and I'm not shitting you mid sentence. As I'm explaining this to him, some guy comes up and puts his hand on, on the dude's shoulder that I'm talking to and just starts talking to him. Like I wasn't even, so I'm looking at him and he looks at me, sees the look and he says, oh, sorry for interrupting. Keeps talking. You know, it's one of those, sorry for interrupting, but I'm gonna anyway. So I thought, what a rude bastard, right? And so I had about six minutes on the treadmill to think about this, right? And I realized, oh, dude, like you start talking to this guy, he was like spilling his heart out and you went right into like, oh, I can help you with this, right? Instead of just listening, bad, not good, not what he needs. He gets done with the conversation and he starts going more into the story and he goes into this, this is my year. This is my year. Um, not getting the support from her. We've been having problems for a while, but this is my year. 2023 is my year. And so I look at him, I was like, do you believe? Do you believe her? And he's like, oh yeah, oh yeah. And so I said, think God wanted you to hear this. So I pulled out my phone, the video, I hadn't posted it yet. I literally, it was just on my, I'm listening to it. It's one minute video. And, and like I said, if you guys check it out, you can see it. It's me just, you know, it's really how I feel in my heart, you know? And that was the premise of it was if you're making 2023 your year, good for you. This is your year. It's going to be tough. It's, there's going to be tough days. There's going to be easy days. And also a shout out to, you know, people that are helping other people. If you're a trainer or a coach or a medical professional, thank you. You know, that was the premise of the video. But anyway, in one minute, we watched that video and I look up and he's just emotional. 
And he's like, feels like you were just talking to me. And I was like, maybe I was. So that was that one. Thought it was really, really for like serendipitous, we'll call it. It was real serendipitous. Yesterday, I am, oh, I got some people to win. I got Melgard, Manuel, Zena. Oh, Zena's an expert. I should get her on here. We can talk Enneagram. She'll blow your guys' mind. She will blow your guys' mind. Hi, Zena. You're awesome, by the way. Thank you. So yesterday I'm at the gym and I am chicken fried Joel. Welcome, bud. I'm at the gym. And, uh, you know, unfortunately my daughter had a really embarrassing incident at school. So I had to wrap things up and go get her. And uh, as I'm putting my coat on, get this dual. Like I'm going live tomorrow doing a podcast. No, you know, I got time to double down on stuff. I ain't got time for this. I just got done reading that one thing. Like I need to, you know, do that one thing. And it said, do a live again. Live on what? Back pain. Oh, okay. Got an answer this time, you know. And then it said L5 L1. Don't usually get that specific on my messages. Okay. L5 S1 it is. So I go up, you guys can check it out. It's on my feed. Not on Instagram. Sorry, Instagram, you don't have it. But on my Facebook feed, it's there. Same live video. And I do a little simple exercise called a doll's hip maneuver. And it's literally just focusing on like a little tiny area of the spine. L5N region, SI joint. So uh, I do a video. Didn't think anything of it. I think I had four people tune in the whole video. And like by the time I signed off, there were zero people watching. So again, literally made the video for nobody, in my opinion, at the time, not seeing the whole picture, being stuck in my own head. So I go down to the locker room and I see a gentleman down there that I hadn't seen in a while. And I said to him, I said, hey, how's it going? Oh, good. Glad to be back, he says. I said, back from what? He says, man, I had a disbulge. And you could have knocked me over with a feather. And I just looked at him and I said, let me guess, L5S1. He's like, yeah, how'd you know? Right. Well, I mean, it's correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe it's the most common, the mo most common disc bulge in the entire human body. I could be wrong. C345 is pretty, pretty likely too, but I believe L5S1 is the most commonly bulged one. So I said, like, ah, no, I didn't get into it. Right. I didn't get into it. I was like, well, I actually just made a live video on this L5S1. He's like, really? Yeah. Let me talk about it a little bit. I was like, get on the bench. So we got him on the bench, had him do these exercises, show him how to do it. And at first he's like, yeah, I can't really feel it. And I was like, ah, it's because that muscle's not on. Right. So we got the muscle turned on and he's like, oh, that feels good. That feels better. Got tired, flipped him over, had him do a little breathing exercise to turn on his pelvic, big breath in. I'm putting my, my fingers right near his spine. And I'm letting him exhale. As he exhale, I said, so just do a little giggle. He does a giggle and pop, back pops. Like I've never seen that with this particular exercise on a client. I have a lot of disc, disc bulges. He gets up. He's like, did that hurt? He's like, no, it felt good. I was like, how do you feel right now? He's like, I can't, I can't even feel it. I was like, all right, well, let's not like jump for joy right now. But, and then I went and told him the story. And he was like, you're kidding me. And I was like, oh, no, I won't even tell you about Friday, bro. So those are the last couple incidents of synchronicity. And again, like nobody's really watched that live. I'm not, you know, I don't care. I don't care. I'm going to do these lives to 9 million people to watch, obviously. My hope is that one of you gets gets something out of this. My hope is that one of you finds value in this, that, that maybe there is a puzzle piece that I can offer you that might not be a puzzle piece you're going to find everywhere. And I hope I can accomplish that with you. If not, tune in next week. Tune in next week. I'm going to take another swing at these pitches, all right? But that all ties into the big thing that's missing, right, in a lot of people's life, and, and that is their spiritual attunement. And although some of us might be spiritual, are we dedicating time to it? You know, are we praying for 10 minutes a day, but not praying for 23 minutes and 50 minutes, 20, 23 hours and 50 minutes out of the day? And that's the only problem if you need more. Do we feel like this is nihilistic? This is hopeless. What's the point? You know, if you don't have a sense of why you're doing anything, if you don't have a sense of... Of, of why you're here. It's going to just make everything in life more difficult to accomplish, in my experience and observation. And there actually have been scientific studies, which I think is strange, that having a sense of purpose leads to a longer life expectancy. So that's a PubMed study. So yeah, that's my story, guys. Eugene, Eugene the man. How you doing, brother? 
he's always good. But uh, yeah, that's my story, guys. But really, if you're going to go out and set a goal, right, it's good to it's go in there. It's good to go at it with like your hair is on fire. That's awesome. It's good to be pumped. It's good to tell everybody. Hey, Eugene, I appreciate that, bro. Like, especially coming from you, especially coming from you. Yeah, Eugene's kind of a mentor in my life. He's a good dude. But if we're just going willy-nilly at our goals, if we're just going willy-nilly at stuff, then we can't be surprised when it doesn't work out, can we? We just can't. We're expecting to do things intuitively, on the fly, make decisions on the fly in the middle of a stressful day when you get bad news, when so-and-so needs a ride, when such-and-such needs some help. And we're going to make good decisions in the middle of that when we've never been able to before. Notice how nothing's changed except what we want. Well, we've always wanted that. And we're not doing much different besides dedicating a little time and energy to it now that we weren't dedicating before. That's going to run out. That's going to run out. Set the foundation. You don't build a house without a foundation. Set the foundation first. And if you're not sure what's missing, put a little time and effort into it. Because this new state of being that you've created, it's going to last the rest of your life until you decide to level up again and level up again and level up again. So if there's any questions, comments, or concerns, I will address those now. I got one in here. All right. Is that better on the on the mic? I hope I just didn't do a whole freaking live podcast and no one could hear me. But if I did, I did. The first crazy thing I've done. All right. I'll explain a lack of questions. So, all right. If anybody has any other questions, I'm taking them now. Eugene. Yeah, Eugene brings up a great point. And guys, Eugene's a genius. If you don't follow him on Instagram currently, I highly recommend that you do. He's got, you know, a couple decades of experience in this field and he's going to look at you like an integrated person, mind, body, soul. But like he says, what's the other option to spend 10 to 15 years learning it on your own? Right. Okay. Thanks. Thanks, Joel. Yeah. On Insta. So on Insta, I'm, I'm just using my phone mic and on Facebook, Instagram or on Facebook and YouTube, I'm using my microphone. So, which I just spent like a half hour learning how to use the other night. Okay. All right, guys. Well, thank you for feedback. I thank you for tuning in. And, you know, I guess the moral to this story, guys, is a, we can judge a fruit or a tree by the fruit it produces. So like, if you're just in there, like, like defending your tree, but if you don't like any of the fruit that you're picking off of it, take a look at that. What are you planting? What are you watering? Are you blaming anybody for the fruit that's coming off of your tree? And then get that foundational knowledge. If you're, if you're not sure what I'm talking about with the purpose, the values, the new state of being, you can check my feed. Just go back to my lives. I talked about this at length, especially in the last couple months. Feel free to just watch those, binge watch them, whatever you need. And if you ever need anything, guys, you can reach out to me direct. My direct phone line is 406-241-3763. You can reach me on email anytime, jerry at truth.com. Or you can reach out to me on comments. Admittedly, I'm not the best every two comments in like within hours. I do my very best. But your best way to get a hold of me is direct, direct through email or direct through, direct through my through my cell phone. Shoot me a text. We'll get together and jam it up. And if, like I said, if you guys ever need anything, I'm here for you. All right. It's one of my favorite things to do is help people uncover their purpose. Like, why am I here? And uncover super simple ways to get down to very difficult answers, if that makes sense. And it's deadly effective. All right. Well, I appreciate everything. I appreciate everybody's support and I appreciate everybody tuning in. And thanks for the love, guys. Peace. Much love and live well. Take care.